Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It, conversations with MRU counselors on managing your mental health, succeeding in school, and everything else you're too scared to ask. I'm your host, Zach Payne, and in today's episode, I sat down with Janet Miller to talk a bit about stress, how to manage your stress, what happens if you bottle up or neglect your stress, and the dangers that come with it. Since I am not nearly qualified to talk about the wide world of stress, I took a trip down to the counseling offices at MRU to chat with an expert in the field, our friend Janet Miller. Janet has been a counseling psychologist at MRU for more than 20 years and specializes in helping students cope with a plethora of topics like stress management. She also has a passion for helping students navigate through the adversity they may be dealing with so that they can find success and happiness in their lives. So without further ado, enjoy the following conversation between MRU's very own Janet Miller and myself. All right, so we're here with Janet Miller, a counseling psychologist here at Mount Royal. And Janet, uh, how about we just start off here? You tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Zach. I'm, I'm glad to be here with you. Um, my name is Janet. I, you're right. I've got a counseling psychology background. I have been working at Mount Royal for more than 20 years, supporting students in all kinds of things. I have a really lovely job in student counseling. I probably wanted to be a counselor way back in high school um, based on my family and the things that were happening around me. I think I had a lot of experience to talk about hard things and complicated things. And then I went to McMaster. I did my undergrad in psychology. I enjoyed it, but it was quite theoretical, quite um, experimental. I really wanted to work with people. So I went on and did a master's in clinical psychology at Lakehead University, started to work with people, but more in hospital settings. And I, I liked that, but I didn't love it. And then I did my PhD in counseling and I loved it, Zach. I loved talking with people about ways of coping with life, of making meaning of our experience. We did a lot of work with trauma and recovery. I don't know, questions about development, who we love, how we make sense of this world that we're in, how we um, can thrive in our environments. So I loved that. And I did a practicum in a counseling psychology area at the University of Alberta. And then I came to Mount Royal, got a job in the counseling center. And then I've been here for 20 some years since. It's going to be hard to get rid of me. So most of my day-to-day -day work is working one-on-one, -on -one, providing counseling to students. I run workshops and groups with my team members. We do some leadership training. I have a lot of passion for leadership and development on campus. I have a research portfolio as, as a faculty member. I wrote a book for first year students, which has been a delight to be part of. I, I have a really lovely opportunity to work with students in a variety of ways. And so, you know, in working with students, what are some of the more common issues that you'll see students deal with when they come visit you? Oh my gosh, as you probably know, number one is stress, right? Like that students get understandably stressed about being at university and we're supposed to be stressed about post-secondary studies but sometimes stress can be too much and so we get overwhelmed sometimes we get anxious we see people here for mood related issues maybe depression or feeling stuck unmotivated a lot of relationship issues this, this time in life roommate relationships but also romantic relationships uh, figuring out who you love what you want your your world to look like 
Uh, and then a lot of career development, a lot of questions around career. What are some of the different forms of stress that you'll see students deal with or that are maybe a little bit more common? I guess there's time limited type things, but also content. So most students who are experiencing stress probably have some stress around their academics, their deadlines, all the skills they need to learn to do a project. Um, trying to get the grades that they need to get into the next course or the program that they want. There's a lot of pressure on students. So I think a lot of academic stuff rel relates to stress. Some of that's really healthy stress and some of it's too much. We see students who are stressed about family issues, finances, time pressures, uh, expectations. And there's also the stress of the unknown, like when you don't quite know what you're doing or haven't found your way yet or your, your people yet. And then there's some stress in school that is short term. You got a deadline or an exam and you're, you key up for that. Stress can be long term <laughs> through the whole semester. That might be more like an anxiety or like a, a stress we carry with us chronically. But m most times we're focused on why we're stressed and what we can do to mitigate that, what resources we can do to cope with the demands on our life. One of the biggest things with stress is being able to kind of recognize that you're dealing with stress. Do you think that there's a problem with not just students, but people in general where they don't really recognize the stress that they deal with? Oh, I love you said it was people, not just students, right? Cause, but absolutely in post-secondary. Uh, but same thing in our careers that we get going so quickly. We're busy people. We maybe get focused on productivity. I think there's a lot of pressure to be hurried in our society go, 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 do more, what's next, what's next. And, and so we don't really have time to sort of check in with ourselves. Or maybe we think it's not really important to check in with ourselves. Like, I'll get this stuff done first and then I'll rest. Or I'll get this stuff done first and then I'll, I'll figure out if I'm happy or not. And sometimes we don't know how we're really doing until we kind of sit down and sort of take a breath and say, like, what, what is going on with me? Am I living the life I want to live? Okay, so yeah, Jenny, you said something really interesting in there about people maybe overlooking the amount of stress they deal with and kind of focusing on their goals in the present, but overlooking the stress that they deal with and waiting till like after what they're doing to deal with it. Do you think that's another problem is with people maybe not taking their stress as seriously as they should be and what kind of damages that can do? Right. Yeah, we kind of set you up for that in university, don't we? We start out nice and calm at the first like week or two. It seems really good. And then things start to ramp up and then you get a whole slew of deadlines all at once and then on reading week, maybe you get to actually do something relaxing and catch up, but a lot of times you're prepping for the next set of deadlines. And then there's a bit of a breather, but really it's a chance to say, oh my gosh, like to catch your breath, like what have I just done? My grades maybe weren't as great as I wanted them to be, or maybe I overworked in some, some things and not in others. And then we're into like the final push at the end of semester and then exams. So I feel like the, the rhythm of our semesters are designed to get us ramped up and going quickly. And then there's almost like a crash that happens in, in December after exams are done. It's really common to get sick um, after the, the term's over, to get a cold or a flu, um, because our, immuni our immunity's down. Like we're used to being sort of pressured to get things done. And then there's this, I don't know, almost like a kickback in our health. But it's, so it's hard to resist that as students. So I'm not sure it's just that we don't take it seriously. I feel like sometimes we're just so busy with so many classes, so many competing demands. Many of you are also working. Maybe you're an athlete, you're in love, you've got a sex life, you've got family. There's all these other things happening. So it could be, wow, that individual's not taking it seriously. Or it could be that we've put you in an environment where you're just going so fast that 
we don't give you time to sort of sit back, right? It's like a cultural shift to say, wait a minute, I'm gonna take care of myself along the way. It's not just a balance between school and life, it's kind of being alive while you're at school. Um, so if we can help with that, that dialogue or with that, that shift in our perspective, I, I get really excited about that. How can I love what I'm doing and be busy, but not feel that hurried sickness feeling like that, like rush, rush, rush. Could you just kind of talk about some of the dangers of bottling up your stress instead of releasing it and what that can do to the human psyche? So for some people, it comes out in a physical way. Um, it affects our digestion often. We get, I don't know, just our, our digestion gets disrupted. For some of us, it'll affect our sleep habits. I think sleep is probably one of the I don't know, barometers of our stress, like whether we peacefully go to sleep and we sleep continuously for seven or eight hours or if we're tossing and turning or having insomnia or pushing it at night, I think that's a, a really good time to notice that it probably tells you if your, your stress is going sideways. Um, for some people, it's when we're in the shower and we get like a quiet moment to ourselves and we just notice all the all that thinking, <laughs> all those um, ideas that are going sideways in our brain. When we get a chance to sort of relax, what comes up? Okay, what else does it, when it goes sideways? So uh, people get irritable, they might get overly sensitive. We might get really focused on something narrow, like irritated about something small, like we can't let it go. Sometimes we get um, flustered, like there's, we get overwhelmed. It's like, I don't even know where to start. It's just too much. And we kind of just sort of freeze. Appetite can be affected, like eating way too much or not eating very much at all. Some people go sideways by using crutches of different kinds, whether it's food, alcohol, drugs, relationships, money spending, like going, like stress will find a way out of our systems if we don't cope with it in, in ways that help to, to mitigate the stress so that we can deal with the demands in our life. And you, know, you said right there, if we don't cope with our stress. So could you just kind of talk about how some different techniques on how students can deal with their stress? What you said earlier, Zach, about noticing that you're stressed is probably like the number one thing, like just checking in with ourselves to, to notice how stressed we feel. We want to feel some stress because if you have no stress, then you're not going to be motivated. You're not going to do anything. If we have too much stress, then we get overloaded and all that kind of negative stuff happens. And somewhere in the middle, there's a right amount of stress where you are like in the, the groove, in the flow, like you're like, I got prepared for today because I was a little stressed about it. It means I'm, I've got some things to say. If I didn't care, I wouldn't have put any effort into it. And maybe like, that's not enough stress. If I'm too anxious about it, too stressed, then I'm going to be like blocked, right? I'm not going to be able to, to access my information. So that sweet spot of stress is what we're talking about for coping. Okay, so how? So sleep actually is the number one thing that we should do and probably the first thing that goes for students, right? We get busy and it's like we think we need to squeeze more hours in. But actually having rest is a huge part of stress management. It makes us more efficient in our work. It makes us more um, articulate, helps us to focus our energy better. That efficiency really comes from being well-rested so that you're working smarter, not just harder. Um, nutrition's part of that. Exercise is a really amazing thing for stress management. It clears toxins from our system, helps us to get that cortisol and our adrenaline back in, in um, tune. It allows us to have more oxygen in our system, helps you to think clearer. So all sorts of good benefits of exercise for sure. 
They say having a confidant makes a big difference for stress management. I know we were going to talk a little bit about friends and family and community, like having someone who knows what you're going through and having a sounding board is really helpful. Sometimes we're stressed because our perception is out of whack, that we're taking things way too seriously rather than kind of putting it in perspective with the bigger picture. Like sometimes I think, oh my gosh, this assignment is like going to kill me. It's probably not going to kill you. And actually, when I look at the criteria, maybe it's worth 5%. Like settle down, <laughs> focus on what's in priority, and, and having sounding boards make a big difference. Another issue that uh, people will deal with is when they're stressed, you know, you said that one of the, the most important things you can do is rest, get some sleep. But sometimes you're stressed out, you're laying in bed, and you can't fall asleep. What then? When I'm facing a deadline, sometimes uh, staying up really late's going to get it done. So like, there's sometimes it's just saying, okay, fine, sleep is not the thing I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to push to get this done. And they say that if it's an exam you have in the morning, don't stay up all night, that that will mess you up. Uh, if it's a paper deadline, first thing in the morning, and you've left it late, you've procrastinated, sometimes an all-nighter is going to happen. We know that. Typically, that's not sustainable. That's not the way we want you to be in university, this kind of balance of planning ahead, getting things done. So there's something about time management. And then there's something you said about, like, what do you say to yourself when you're lying in bed and you're tossing and turning? Having an outlet for that can be helpful. Having, um, so some people will, will do a journal or write it down if there's something they don't want to forget that's coming up at night. Sometimes it's having a, a physical way to relax your body, like um, doing a relaxation exercise or a breathing exercise. Lots of student, students are using apps like Calm or Headspace to listen to something at night. That can be a great thing to do just to get you in a more soothing mind frame. And then there's probably something about, uh, not exactly a pep talk, but uh, like we are always chatting to ourselves saying, like, it's going to be okay. Zach, it's going to be okay. You got this. You're going to get through it. You've done it before. Tomorrow's a new day. We can let go of the old stuff. I'm going to have a plan. People will help me. There'll be resources. I'm going to do things a little differently tomorrow. And uh, like sort of a letting go at night is, that's a very long answer for how to get good sleep. But there's a mental piece to it, isn't there? Like a self-talk piece. Okay, so another issue that uh, students might deal with is when they're, you know, talking to people, they're trying to do things, some, something to deal with their stress, but it's not working as fast as they want it to do. Mm -hmm. Can you just speak to the importance of being patient and trusting the process and not getting too impatient with it? I think I'd want to, what would I want to say? I would want to encourage that person to recognize that stress is part of the process, that stress is part of being in university we're not trying to create a university environment where you don't feel stressed because then you won't be motivated. You won't be challenging yourself. You won't be learning. But we do want to create an environment where you can manage your stress well and have it working for you rather than against you. That, that sweet spot we talked about, finding that zone where I'm stressed enough to be doing good work and I'm in the flow and I'm not so overwhelmed that I'm feeling sick or, or scattered. I, I think I would encourage students not to compare themselves to one another, that we are terrible at mind reading. We might think someone has it all together or everyone else knows what they want to do when they grow up or everyone else is in love but me. We don't know what's going on for other people and we, we sometimes think we do and then we get into this comparison game and we always put ourselves in the bottom rung. We're always deficient in some way because we're comparing our insides and outsides to somebody else's external there's an acronym someone taught me, HALT, H-A-L-T, HALT, stop, like hold off. 
halt. Are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? And deal with those needs first and then try again. So if you're hungry, you won't be able to focus. If you are angry, frustrated, like go get some, some venting, go work out, talk to a friend, like get some perspective. If I am lonely, like I've been sitting in this cubicle doing this thing, like maybe I just need some social energy. I need to mix it up and get some um, emotional support or encouragement or even just, just a buddy to hang out with to change my perspective. Or am I tired? Am I pushing it too much? And we talked about the importance of sleep, that uh, sleep is essential to, to succeeding in your career and at university. So I like that acronym of HALT. Am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? And if you are, deal with those first and then come back and try your task again. In general, you know, stress, anxiety, and you mentioned that it's really good to be able to have an outlet to kind of cope with these various uh, issues, whether that be in the form of a journal or in the form of people and having someone to use as a sounding board. So how important is it to have trusted friends or loved ones that you can turn to when you're dealing with some of these issues? So important. Uh, we're, we're social beings. We're meant to be connected to people, but you don't need tons of people. The more introverted people among us might say it's one wonderful confidant who knows about me, has a sense of what's going down, what I'm worried about, what, what's happening in my world. For someone more extroverted, maybe it's several different people and they're like, I've got a community around me of sounding boards and supports. Some of us need alone time to process our, our, our information or our stresses, that's true. But lots of psychology studies are pretty clear that human beings need social contact. So it, it could be that my, my stress management's more internal and I use my, use, I, I draw on my relationships for joy and depth and creativity and affection. Or it could be that those same relationships, my social circle also helps me with my stress. That, that, that might be more personality and maybe about privacy. I think that laughing with people makes a big difference. Crying on people's shoulders, having someone to just vent to can be so important just to get it off of your mind and maybe again, get some perspective. Sometimes people give us emotional support. Encouragement makes a big difference. Like it really does make a big difference that most students have been stressed, but we feel alone when we're in that stress. Like I'm the only one who's going through it. So having a, a group of people or someone in your life who can say, you're not alone. Like I, like I get that, like it's normal or like, like it makes sense why you're stressed. What are some questions that you would ask to a student that was in your office and dealing with stress right now? Oh, great question. So after all limits of confidentiality are discussed and I've introduced myself and they've introduced themselves and they said, oh my goodness, I am feeling really stressed. Um, I would ask what kind of stress are you facing right now? What's on your plate? Like, and they would probably talk about academics or family or finances. So there'd probably be a venting about the kinds of things that we're stressed about. I think I would ask about what, what are the worries? Like what is, what is stress pointing to? Are you worried that you're gonna fail? Are you worried that something around not being able to pay bills? Are you worried about someone being mad at you? Like the, the flavor of our stress is very individual, right? Um, and then I'm, I'm gonna wanna ask about how factual those, those worries are. Cause sometimes stress is an alarm system saying, pay attention to this, this matters. Like you gotta do something. It's, stress is often very helpful to shine a light on the things that are needing attention. So if I'm worried about my friend being pissed off at me, maybe it's because I've not been showing up in my friendships, or maybe it's because I've been unreliable or letting them down or 
putting other things first. So if I'm stressed about that, that's really telling me it's important, right? Like there's some sort of value-based, there's something that shines a light on our values, what I value if I'm stressed about it. If, I, if I'm not stressed about it, then I don't really care. So if I'm stressed, it's because I care about it. So part of counseling is helping us to sort out what is it I'm actually caring about here? And then what do I wanna change? What do I need to augment or shift to, to have the life I wanna have, to be more functional, happier, successful, et cetera. Sometimes we're stressed though because it's, it's not accurate. Sometimes my friend is not pissed off at me. I, I assume they are because I haven't heard from them in two days, but really they're not. Like, so sometimes I'm telling myself a story of stress that's not really factual. So in those cases, we would look at how do I find out? How do I get more information to know if someone really is up, upset with me? Or sometimes I think I'm gonna fail something, but maybe I've never failed anything before. So it's probably pretty unlikely I'm gonna fail this. Or maybe I have failed things before and needed to take them again and that's okay. There's a learning process in it. And I'm telling myself this story that no one ever fails anything at university when sometimes there are setbacks. So, so maybe it's about getting some information and getting some facts that helps me to put my stress in perspective. Maybe I can help normalize stress in that way and, and look at specific resources or tangible supports that are available in our campus community because we're surrounded by this I think amazing campus that wants to help students to thrive like we're all set up here to help you figure out your pathways figure out your career and thrive like there's a lot of motivation for that in our, our university setting so I get to help students find those resources. That's Janet Miller one of the counseling psychologists at MRU. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk About It. I'm Zach Payne, and this episode was produced by Matt DeMille. This series is powered by Shaw and is a part of the Community Podcast Initiative based out of MRU. It was produced on Treaty 7 territory, where we are grateful for the opportunity to create, learn, and grow. Since mental health is a universal issue, we hope all voices can enjoy the land with continued respect and appreciation for the people who call it home. Special thanks to our partner, MRU Counseling Services, and of course, to Janet Miller for joining me. You can learn more about MRU Counseling and book a free appointment at mru.ca slash counseling. That's counseling with two L's. You can also follow at MRU Live Well on Instagram for more resources and wellness events on campus. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get to know MRU's counselors and hopefully learn a little bit more about yourself. And don't forget, if you're struggling, reach out and don't be afraid to talk about it.